Welcome to Challenge Accepted. I'm your host, Stephanie Lucas, a marriage and family therapist by trade and mom to a daughter with hearing loss. I'm creating a space for parents and caregivers of special needs families to find support, validation, and acceptance by sharing stories of a broad range of families with unique challenges. While this isn't therapy and does not replace the advice of a medical provider, we'll dive into the tougher parts of parenting together and join a team of support from others who get it. This next half hour is about you, your experiences, your emotions, and being allowed to take up space as a parent and human being. So hands in, ears on, hearts open team, this is Challenge Accepted. Hey team, today I'm sharing my interview with Jana Cowper, a hard of hearing mom who is raising two young girls who are also hard of hearing. I first came across Jana's page when I was searching to learn more about the deaf and hard of hearing community in an effort to understand Riley's culture. She creates amazing content that depicts a lot of the subtleties of being hard of hearing, answers common questions a person learning about being of hard of hearing might ask, and does so in a very authentic and accessible way. I love that she has the dual role of being an adult who is hard of hearing, but also parenting kids with hearing loss. She shares a bit about how having the lived experience doesn't always prepare you for the parenting aspect. She is one of my advocate role models, and I was lucky to snag her time to share with us today. It's actually great timing that Jana's episode is coming out this week because she and I are planning another collaboration in just a few weeks. Jana is hosting a series of workshops on hearing loss in July and August, and I'll be contributing to her panel as a parent advocate. I'm so excited for this project, and I can't wait to hear from all of her amazing contributors. Head over to her Instagram, Heart of Hearing Mama. I think the workshop may be full, but I know she's planning to do more, so be sure to get on her list. For now, take a listen to our conversation. All right, I am joined today by Jana Cowper. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. So tell us a little bit about your family and your journey. Um, well, I am, um, I am, my name is Jenna, as definitely, Stephanie already mentioned. I am hard of hearing, and I have a small family of four or five, if you include a puppy. <laughs> and so there's me, my husband, and my two daughters, and my two daughters are also hard of hearing, and, um, we live here in Southern California. We've been here seven or eight years, and uh, my two kids are five and two, and we like living here. And in general, I uh, share stories online on Instagram at Heard of Hearing Mama to talk about my experiences growing up with hearing loss and raising my two kids with hearing loss as well. Yeah. I love your page. It was definitely an inspiration for me as we're learning about my daughter's journey with hearing loss. So um, thank you for what you do on that page. It's really great. Um, Thank you for the compliments. I appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about what it was like learning that your daughters would have hearing loss. Was that something you expected from genetics? Was it something that surprised you? What was that like for you? So in my family, hearing loss is actually hereditary. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a it wasn't a complete shock if that makes sense. Like we weren't expecting it nor not expecting it. Uh, in our family, we have a gene that is 
I don't think the actual number is technically 50-50, but we call it 50-50. You either pass it on or you don't. So if you pass it on, then your kids can potentially pass it on. But if you don't pass it on, if they don't get that gene, then they never pass it on. It doesn't skip a generation or anything like that. They just don't pass it on. And we have examples of that in our family. Um, my mother has the gene, her sister does not, her children do not, their children do not, you know. So, um, so I passed it on to my children and we knew there was that sort of 50-50 chance they would either get it or they wouldn't. Um, so we talked a lot about it beforehand and what ideas we had in terms of, you know, my husband is hearing, so is it okay to be raising a child with hearing loss? How do you feel about that? Um, what do you want to do if they do have hearing loss? So we had all those conversations ahead of time. Um, and so when we found out they were, at least with my first one, you know, and for my second one, they do the newborn screening in the hospital. So when we found that out, um, it really the person who does the newborn screening test was trying to reassure us, you know, that everything was going to be okay and don't be scared. And, and we were like, no, it's okay. This is not a surprise. We, 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 were we know happy. it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think for us finding out is a little different than uh, a parent who's never had experience with hearing loss finding that out because I have lived with it my whole life. So it's a bit, it, it's normal for me. And uh, my husband knows who I am with hearing loss. So while it's not normal for him to have hearing loss, he knows that I am just really a normal person who has a hearing loss. His children are normal kids with hearing loss, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything about becoming a mom of a kid with hearing loss that surprised you? I, I would expect you might walk into it thinking, I got this, I know everything, I've done this my whole life. Was there anything that kind of caught you off guard or? Well, exactly what you just said. I was like, oh, well, I know this, I got this. Like, I, I know how to raise hard of hearing kids. I've been hard of hearing, what, how hard could it possibly be? Um, so it turns out, I don't know a lot about raising hard of hearing kids. Maybe now I know more than I did then. But um, so in California, we are fortunate that our audiologists knew to refer us to what we call here the early start program right away. In my mind, it was like, okay. And then we were contacted by our school district and uh, we met with a teacher for the deaf, somebody who also runs the program for early start. And they started talking about coming to see a child who was like maybe three months old at the time, like once a week. And I'm like, what, why? Why do you need to see her <laughs> once a week? Like, what could you? Um, and they're like, you know, to check her progress, her development, her, her, her words, her language. And I was like, okay, you know, I think once a month will be fine. You know, like I, I wasn't really sure what this program was. Um, so, but what I learned is that you very much need support regardless because kids are just a whole new level regardless of whether they have a disability or not or whether they have hearing loss or any anything on any spectrum you you need support you need someone who can kind of guide you these are potential delays they could have with hearing loss these are potential um personality what's the right word 
uh, d- d- different things they see in the way habits that kids with hearing loss form things that can we break it can we get them to sequence things can we just follow all these steps in language building and find motor skill but and just make sure that they are keeping up and so our teacher for the deaf for me was just really somebody who kind of was I don't want to refer to it as a counselor. She wasn't a counselor that we went and confided our deepest secrets to, but she was the person It's like, hey, we're kind of having this issue. Is it a listening issue? Is it because, you know, something you've seen that when children can't hear well, they tend to behave like this? Or is this just a normal uh, child development, terrible to, you know, type thing? And that's what we could talk about on a level that really you can't talk about with your friends who don't have kids with hearing loss. It's it just very, very different. And it really taught us a lot about our own level of patience with our kids and understanding and understand, you know, I have hearing loss and we talk a lot about how saying what and never mind and I'll tell you later is very isolating. And we forget with our kids, you know, like not only is that you know, dismissive to them, they are still learning language, they are still figuring things out, they are still trying to make sense and process things. So things like that, that we have to be aware of. Um, it, anyway, I'm, I think I'm blabbering right now, but <laughs> that's um, great. Yeah. But no, I had a lot to learn about parenting. And so even when you think you know it all, you probably could use some help regardless. And it's okay to have help. It's okay to ask for help. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's so helpful to have people walk alongside you in that journey and you're not just kind of guessing what you're supposed to do. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Does that feel like that's very different from how you grew up with hearing loss? Well, the different technicalities um, and different times. I grew up in a very different time. I grew up in the 1980s and um, this might be a personal feeling, but I feel like there was more of a stigma then than there is now um, about it. Also, just based on different, I, I grew up in Canada, by the way. Mm-hmm. So just based on different governments and program support. Um, I actually started out my journey in something called an oral school for the deaf. Um, so at age two, I was surrounded probably by teachers of the deaf in just a very different preschool environment. And then I was mainstream. Um, and then when I was mainstreamed, I had a, a, a speech language pathologist follow, follow me all, almost through high school, I think about halfway through high school. And in where I grew up in Canada and Quebec, high school went from grade seven to 11. So probably around grade nine, 10, I stopped seeing my speech language path. Um, and so what's different in growing up is just, yeah, just complete, right now, a teacher of the deaf comes to see a child. And whereas before I just saw one person, but sometimes went to the oral school for the deaf for um, evaluations or meet and greet, audiology, just, you know that kind so it's hard to compare them yeah that makes sense is there anything kind of emotionally in your experience that felt uh, particularly difficult or like a 
learning moment for you in terms of having your kiddos? I think the biggest learning thing for me is just, I, I, I it's hard to say, I feel I've always been someone with a good amount of patience and that was even more learning about patience. I might need you to specify a bit more if there's something specific you're looking for and that, yeah. Yeah, um, I think sometimes when we're supporting our kids in, in ways that we are new to us, right? We are surprised by something or like a lot of our of the parents I've talked to talk about grief or maybe feeling overwhelmed in the beginning. And I know some not all of that will have happened for you since you um, knew kind of what to expect. But maybe if there was uh, a moment where you realized uh, that you couldn't help them as much as you wanted to or that they were going to grow up differently than you and, and whether that was exciting or hard. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when our conversation ends today, I'm going to have that aha moment where I'm like, oh, I, I figured out. Yeah. I, I think because it's so normal for me right now, um, I've just mostly tried to be aware of I have a lot of beliefs about hearing loss. The way I was raised was hide your hearing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and for me now I'm like, show your hearing, um, just be confident. I think confidence is one of the most important things you can try to help instill in your children. I think that's ultimately up to them. Um, so I also try to be aware that when I'm imposing these thoughts that I'm not saying, you must be confident and you must believe, I still want them to make their choices. I identify them as hard of hearing and I'm not sure when they're going to be ready to understand that there's hard of hearing, deaf, hearing, not, like there's so many ways you can identify yourself. Um, and I want them to choose how they identify themselves and all that. I, I think, the hardest thing is as parents we make choices and we I I do it with what I think is in my child's best interest what will benefit them the most but we're not perfect we're going to make mistakes and um right now I I can't say there's anything about shock or anything that surprised me other than needing help <laughs> because like <laughs> we talked about it, like I thought I thought I had this down um, I, maybe the biggest surprise was that how much I really didn't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that piece too about teaching them to be confident. It sounds like that was very different than how either you were raised or just kind of the atmosphere of growing up uh, mm -hmm. with your experience of, I think as parents, we want our kids to feel like, you know, you have everything you need, you're perfect as you are, and it can be a little bit scarier when you know that they're just a little bit different than their classmates, right? And yes, feeling that way. Yes, and where my daughter goes, my, my older one and my younger one, but my where they go to preschool, I hear the conversation they're having about um, people from all different walks of life. And I, I like what I see in the way the, the teachers are approaching diversity in school. I haven't personally seen them be affected by it so far negatively. I know eventually there will come a time where 
you know, something happens that's negative. Um, but right now, everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they do so well when they're young, right? They barely yeah. even notice it. <laughs> and that's the thing with be up to age five, it just, what's that in your ear? Oh, it's a hearing aid. It helped me hear. Oh, okay, cool. And, you know, and that's and the way they done. talk. And yeah. that should really be the way everyone talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, I love how when they're that little, it's just just another thing you're learning about, right? They're learning about so much every day that, oh, okay, cool. And they keep going. Yeah. Is there anything that inspires you about your kiddos or makes you proud to be their mom? Um, I think, well, I mean, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think the tangible thing that kind of shows is my Instagram account. Um so during the pandemic, um, so I, I have my own business and during the pandemic, I had to put it aside and stay at home because when it started, my kids were four and one. And that's just sort of the situation we were in. And working with them every day on activities that we talked about with our teacher of the deaf, with our speech language pathologist, I was like, they are so amazing in it's so weird. We were all so upset about the pandemic. I'm still upset about the pandemic and yet it brought so many wonderful things. And I got to see my kids grow and flourish every day through the tools that I've been given by the teachers and not see the result, but actually see it in action. Mm -hmm. And I, that was part of the reason I started Heart of Hearing Mama was just like, I want to show people that this is really cool. I want to show people that my kids are really like any other kids. And these are some of the activities we do to work on their language and their speech. Um, and with them, I do use some ASL on the side as well. And so I just wanted to share that and share my experiences. And it inspired me to just want to say to everyone else that it's okay to be scared because if you are not familiar with hearing loss it's very very scary especially for parents you are imagining you are losing something because you are imagining your life without hearing but for your child it's extremely normal and they are a very normal kid and I wanted to show that it's okay to be scared but it's not actually that scary. I love that. I think you just answered my last question. Which is, what would you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think for parents listening, right, they, they may have found this podcast because they are scared, right? Or they have never met someone who had hearing loss before and are trying to navigate that water or, or someone with a different experience, but and it's really, really okay to be scared. I mean, I talk a lot about how this is normal for me and we weren't scared. But that is not necessarily the norm for everyone. And I want to encourage anyone listening that you have to go through your emotions. You have to go through your feelings. You have to allow yourself to, to, to grieve if you need to grieve, you know, and then come out the other side and keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> you and know, there easy, is no side. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Should take about a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing your family's story with us today. I think it's really wonderful to hear your perspective and all the things that you learned even just in this last year uh, with your girls. And I look forward to 
following along on Heart of Hearing Mama. All right. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you. everyone. I'm so thankful you found this space for supporting yourself and your family's well-being. I wanted to let you know about a few other products I've created to help you in your journey. The first is a card game that I've played with kids in the therapy office a ton. It is designed to increase skills in emotional identification, theory of mind, and empathy, which I know can be really tough concepts to teach. Check it out at Why'd They Do That on Instagram or Why'dTheyDoThatGame.com. The second is something new that I'm really excited about. I've designed a workshop to use interventions that I use a lot with mamas in the room to create a self-guided experience for moms who struggle with feeling like they can't get it right, are always failing at something, or can never measure up as a mom. It's a mindset reboot called Smotherhood Untangled, and I'll be launching on September 22nd, 2022. Hop on over to my Instagram or sign up for my emails to stay up to date and snag your spot. Thank you again to Jana for her time and for sharing some of her story. I really love that she focused in on the role of a parent in supporting hard of hearing kids in their development. She does a great job highlighting how much work goes into making sure we are supporting our kids in their linguistic and educational goals and how that field is ever-changing and expanding. I love that she also highlights that just one generation ago, hearing loss was something to hide, something you tried to sneak by and not have noticed. It's so amazing that now adults with hearing loss can model for their kids and kids everywhere that hearing loss is nothing to be ashamed of and that self-advocacy is important and valuable. To all adults with disabilities, living their lives in ways that kids can look to and see themselves, thank you for breaking through those cultural walls and paving a more inclusive and empowered world for our kids. Thank you for accepting the parents of kids with disabilities into your community and sharing your experience with us so that we may guide our children in a way that truly supports them. Thank you for being patient when we are still learning. And thank you for showing us the possibilities are endless for our kids too. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope it was inspiring and encouraging for you in your journey. If you enjoyed it, I love it if you could share it with your friend, subscribe for future content, and leave us a five-star review. This will help us grow our reach so others can join our community of support. If you would like to share your unique story with the Challenge Accepted community, feel free to reach out to me on social media, Stephanie Lucas MFT, on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for being a part of our team.